A city would be shaken up after one of their own former small business owners would decide to go on a rampage. After spending countless hours creating the perfect, indestructible bulldozer, Marvin Hemeyer would seal himself in and begin to destroy one building after another. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to hear from everybody again. I missed you all. I say it every week, and I'm going to say it again. How's your guys' week been going? Mine's been kind of busy. I helped my dad with some remodel work this weekend. I'm also in the process of dyeing my hair, so it's processing right now. I'm super excited. Um, If I can take a good picture, I'll post it on Instagram, but... Yeah, other than that, it's been a really normal weekend, busy, you know, it's September, it's busy, and we're getting excited to go on our vacation soon. I will let you guys know on Friday if I'm going to be able to get anything up on the week I'm going on vacation. I have some stuff planned, I just haven't researched it or written anything on it, so I'm hoping to get something up, but I am not making any promises right now, and I will let you guys know for sure on Friday. Anyways, no new updates here. Everything's pretty normal. So I've got my Red Bull. Let's start talking about Marvin Hemeyer. I hope that I'm saying his last name right. Also, this is kind of a weird case. It doesn't fit anywhere. Um, There's a part of me that feels like it's more like a Friday upload. I just don't have a category for it. I couldn't think of a category. The closest category would be the evil entities category. This man doesn't technically murder anybody, but he does do a lot of very evil things and destroys a lot of lives and businesses and things like that. And so I wasn't sure where to put him. And that's one reason why he's on Sunday's upload as an evil entity, because he did a lot of evil things, not necessarily murdering and killing anybody, but they were still evil, if that makes any sense. So it's a little different than our normal Sunday uploads. I didn't have a spot, so we're putting it here. Also, my best friend Ray is here watching my children, so if you hear any background noise or them playing or getting in fights with each other, it is... It's being taken care of. Don't worry, I'm not just sitting here and letting them scream in the other room. But but there is four children in one room, so it's likely that there's going to be some fighting. So just if you hear any of that, I'm sorry. They'll figure it out. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into today's upload. Like I said, it's about Marvin Hemeyer. Now Marvin was born on October 28, 1951 in South Dakota. Later down the line, he would move to Colorado and purchase a home down there. Marvin did not have any family near him in Colorado and he virtually had to start over there. But this wasn't too hard. He didn't mind starting over. He began to make friends there, and he was known to bend over backwards for any of these friends at any time they needed it. Marvin was a really good guy. At least that's what they perceived him as. Because honestly, if you weren't his friend, he wasn't very nice. If things didn't go his way, he would resort to threatening people, he would try to scare them into doing something that he wanted, 
So basically, if Marvin didn't like you, you were likely to be subjected to some anger and hate on his end. Later down the line, Marvin would go on to make a very, very big decision in the real estate business. Marvin would purchase two acres of land in 1992 and would begin to build his muffler shop. He would borrow $42,000 to get this up and running, and he was making quite a bit of money from this shop. Later down the line, some more people would reach out to him interested in his land. They would begin to talk to Marvin about their plans to use the rest of the land that he was not currently using. And if he was interested in renting or selling this land to these people, some back and forth would happen and he would end up deciding to sell this land to this man named Cody because he wanted to build a concrete batch plant right next to the muffler business. The price that the two of them originally settled on was $250,000, but later down the line, Marvin would change his mind and try to charge the man $375,000 and then increase it once again to $1 million. All of this agreement would go under the radar with the city, and the city didn't know about any of the plans to sell, change, or rezone this property until Cody ended up paying Marvin, and then they would go on in 2001 to zone the land. Luckily, this didn't cause any issues with the city other than the fact that they would like to have known that it was going to happen, and they allowed them to rezone that property in 2001. This concrete plant would begin to build, and that's when Marvin decided he didn't want to sell after all, and he would change his mind once again. The reason for this was because the concrete plant began to build right where Marvin would use this land as a shortcut from his home to his muffler shop. He didn't like the fact that he could no longer use it and he had to go the normal way to get to his shop and he tried to take that land back. The man obviously wouldn't allow him to at that point. He had paid for it. He went to the city to try and have them cancel the whole project and the city denied him. Before they could just straight up deny Marvin though, they had to do some investigation to really decide whether or not Marvin was in the right or not. And that is when they discovered that while Marvin was building this muffler shop, he neglected to add a septic tank to the business. So they ended up giving him a letter in return of not only neglecting this concrete business, but also informing him that he had to add a septic tank to his business because it was not up to code, and they handed him a fine. Marvin would neglect this fine and the fact that he had to add a septic tank to his business, and the anger would just start to build as he watched this concrete plant build and block this shortcut he used to use. Eventually, the city would come and remove his ability to run this muffler shop because he did not have it up to code, and they would find him once again because he was now illegally dumping the waste that was created there, and they had proof of it. Marvin, because he couldn't run his muffler shop out of this business that he created, would lease his property to a trash company for a while. Then later down the line, he decided to sell the property altogether because he was just done with it. But Marvin was really mad. He really wanted this muffler business to work out. It was bringing in a lot of money and all of these things were just going wrong. And now he had all these fines to pay for. And he decided that it was time to get back at everybody who was involved with basically ruining his life. 
Marvin would begin to modify his bulldozer that he had purchased because he was going to create a new path to his muffler shop before he lost the ability to run it. On top of him beginning to modify this bulldozer, he also started to take audio recordings of what he was doing, adding to this bulldozer, his plans, and his anger with the city and everybody involved. Marvin started by covering the cab and the engine so that nobody could get to him or shoot his engine out. Once he had that fully covered, he then covered parts of the tracks. Now he didn't just use like metal to cover the cab and the engine and the tracks. He made a concrete mold around this bulldozer. On top of that, he wrapped it in steel. It was over a foot thick and it was the perfect armor. Like I said earlier, he had covered the cab, so he couldn't really see out of it, obviously, but he needed to be able to see somehow to drive. And so Marvin would fit this bulldozer with multiple cameras on the outside so that he could see on the inside on just some monitors. He knew that that was going to be the next target of trying to destroy because then he couldn't see anything. So he would wrap around a three inch clear bulletproof Lexan sheet. And Marvin had plans for this bulldozer, of course, and he knew that these cameras were probably going to get dusty and dirty. He needed to be able to clean them off. So he would fit some air compressors that would blow any dust and debris that covered the camera so that Marvin was able to have perfect vision 24-7. Of course, Marvin, as he's fitting this, you know, shield around this bulldozer, realized that the cab was now an oven. It was hot to sit in there. And he decided to fit fans and air conditioner inside to cool him off while driving so that he wasn't baking while he was driving this bulldozer. After that, he added three gun ports that would fit three different rifles through them and added another half an inch thick steel plate around the guns. If the tape recordings weren't enough, he began to write notes on the walls of his shed about the attack, what he planned on doing, where he planned on attacking, and before he would officially attack, once this bulldozer was done and he was ready, he would gather all of these tape recordings that he made, seal them in a box, and send them off to his brother to be discovered after the attack. Then he sat himself in his bulldozer, turned on his AC, and made the decision that he was never leaving the inside of it. Marvin did not intend on ever getting out of this bulldozer, and he did not intend on ever surviving the attack. So on June 4th, 2004, he sat down, turned on his TV, sealed himself inside, and began to drive his bulldozer off the lot. His first target, his former muffler business. He would crash through the walls of it, and then he drove right towards the concrete plant and took down the concrete plant that started it all. Once his first two targets were out of the way, he would drive into town and aim to town hall, destroying it. He would then take out an office of the local newspaper that had actually written a bad story about Marvin when all of this went down. Then he turned his bulldozer towards the home of the former mayor, took the home down, who had his widowed wife inside as well. She was not hurt. He began to destroy building after building 
And on top of that, he also destroyed a natural gas service that was supplying the town hall and the concrete plant. A truck would be munched during this process, and he would also destroy part of a utility service center as well. It's estimated that Marvin created over $7 million worth of damages and took out homes and businesses. He was at his 12th business when he turned the bulldozer to a hardware store. This hardware store was actually owned by a man that was named during the lawsuit, and he decided he wanted to take it down. This was only about two hours into this attack, and nobody could stop him, you guys. On the way to this hardware store, it seemed like Marvin was uh, moving around the people. He was not injuring anybody in the streets, he was not running anybody over, and he was trying his best to not destroy anything that wasn't on his list, that the authorities didn't know about at this time, to destroy, besides that truck that he did end up destroying. It seemed like he didn't want to harm anybody, just the buildings of the people that he felt like deserved it. Now, the guns that he had fitted in the bulldozer didn't seem to really be for people that were near him, but for power transformers and propane tanks. He was shooting at these transformers and propane tanks. None of them exploded, none of these propane tanks exploded, and if they would have though, it would have killed anybody within a half a mile of the propane tank. He did allegedly shoot towards one of the men in the concrete plants that had tried to stop him from destroying it, but I didn't see any definite proof that he did shoot towards somebody. At this point, of course, the authorities were involved and aware and on scene. I did also see that he allegedly shot towards the police officers who were shooting at him in the first place, but that's not been confirmed either. Now, the armor that he created around this bulldozer was so strong that it was taking more than 200 rounds of ammo to it, and it didn't budge. There was three explosions, and Marvin's bulldozer just kept driving. An officer apparently dropped a flashbang grenade down the bulldozer's exhaust pipe, and nothing happened. It didn't slow down. It didn't stop it. Bulldozers aren't fast, and because of this, the authorities were able to walk next to this bulldozer the entire time they were on scene. Occasionally, they would try to fire at it and realize that their guns weren't getting them anywhere. They would follow this bulldozer, trying to guess where he was going next, how they were going to stop it, and steer people out of the way as people were running in the streets. Also, just like Marvin thought, they were going to try to shoot his cameras out. They attempted that, and because there was bulletproof material around the cameras, it did not get them anywhere. Now, there was also a sheriff that climbed on the top of this bulldozer to try to find a way into the bulldozer, because Marvin was in there, so there had to be an entrance, but he couldn't stay on the top of this bulldozer for very long because it, as Marvin was smashing through walls, flying debris was hitting this sheriff, almost injuring him, and he had to get down. The authorities had no idea that Marvin had a list of places he was aiming for, at least in the beginning, so they began to worry that he was going to run out of buildings and then turn towards people or other homes of people who were not involved in anything. So they had to find out some ways to stop Marvin and his invincible, seemingly, bulldozer. They were bouncing ideas off of one another and actually had a helicopter that was on its way to drop a Hellfire missile. 
allegedly, because some places say this was confirmed. Other places say that the police say that they weren't going to do this because a Hellfire missile would destroy like everything. So allegedly there was a helicopter on the way. They talked about having a two-man fire team and an anti-tank missile that would destroy the bulldozer. They had no idea how to stop this, and that is when they got their lucky break, because Marvin had smashed through the walls of this hardware store and began to destroy it. Marvin would end up in the basement of this hardware store, and he would actually high-center it, getting stuck. On top of that, during this process, he had also put a hole in the radiator and it was leaking fluids everywhere. Once it was high-centered and leaking tons of fluids, the engine finally failed. Within seconds, the bulldozer was surrounded. Now was their chance to get Marvin out of the bulldozer and to stop this attack officially. But before they could figure out how to get into it to get Marvin out, all they heard was a single gunshot. Marvin Hemeyer had shot himself in the head and killed himself before anybody could get to him. They knew he was dead inside, but they still needed to get him out. So they set off three more explosions on the side of the stopped bulldozer, and this of course got them nowhere. They would bring an oxyacetylene cutting torch at 2 a.m. and finally cut the side of the bulldozer open and remove the dead body of Marvin. Later in the following days, they would end up dismantling this bulldozer and spreading it around multiple different junk and scrap yards because they didn't want people to take a part of this bulldozer as like a trophy. Then Marvin's brother called the police because he got a box in the mail from Marvin and realized it was a box of tape recordings. He handed them over and the police began to listen to Marvin's recordings. Marvin would talk about how it was God's plan for him to do this, how he was never able to get married or have a family because God had originally planned him to attack all of these homes and buildings. And God had spoken to him and told him that the reason his muffler business failed and all of these things happened was because Marvin needed to go and destroy these people's homes and their businesses. That was what God planned him to do. He also claimed that God blessed him with the machine and that it was his duty he had to get it done or he basically wasn't getting into heaven. These recordings also depicted everything Marvin did to this bulldozer, everything he added, his original ideas, his plans, what these things were added for. They really got a look into Marvin's head through these recordings. Once they went and searched his home, they would find all of those writings on the wall and all of his handwritten plans on who he was going to attack. On this list, there was actually a local Catholic church, which Marvin never ended up getting to because he high-centered early in his plan and killed himself. There was also a list of different people that he was going to target and take their homes or businesses down because he was angry at them for what had just happened or disputes that had happened in the past. Marvin had originally intended that this attack last a lot longer and he would ruin a lot more people's lives, but luckily he didn't get that chance. Now I want to say once again, what's weird is that he seemed like he was staring out of the way of people. His only target seemed to be the homes and just making people's life hard or costing the city a ton of money. He did achieve those, but he didn't seem like he was wanting to kill any of the people that had wronged him, which is what I think is interesting. And that's why it's kind of weird to put this on a Sunday upload, 
because most of the time we have murders or things like that. Either way, it seems like Marvin was very unhealthy and all of this was kind of a mental tipping point for him. And Marvin got exactly what he wanted. He got back at the city, and at some of the people at least. He cost the city millions dollars worth of damage, he ruined a lot of people's lives. So in the end, Marvin was evil. He fits in the evil entities category even though he did not murder anybody or injure anybody. People still scour these junkyards and hope that they'll find some piece of Marvin's bulldozer. And I know there are some pieces circulating, still, to this day. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.